0: You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, She encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose welcome to the sacred geometry portal podcast
1: hello sacred spheres happy monday and welcome to another monday musing this week i was watching all kinds of interesting synchronicities arrive and so many times i was having images of different sacred geometric symbols kind of come up, whether it was just um, connecting with someone or sitting in meditation. Um, I've had a lot of activity this week and it's been interesting. I keep notes of things that happen and what my intuition is telling me about it and other things that are happening at the same time, what I'm thinking about, maybe what I'm feeling paying attention to my dream time uh, so that I can really contemplate all that's happening. And um, today one of my teachers even encouraged me to look at this as like, is this a message for myself or perhaps I'm picking up on something in the collective field. Is this something that I'm tuning into that relates to another person or a a few people or humanity or the planet. So I still have more to explore, but the the sacred geometric symbols have been really helpful. One of the things that flashed um, in my vision this week was the um, Maltese cross. And the Maltese cross is interesting because it's like, you know, like all crosses, it's like four directions with, um, an intersection at the, at the center. And I've talked about four directions in another podcast and how I really feel strongly that, um, it's ancient knowledge about energy and how energy comes through. And so when that vision kind of flashed into my mind, um, You know, that was one of the first things that came to my mind. Does this have to do with energy? Um, There are some images floating around the internet of the Maltese cross-looking shape in um, electromicroscopy that shows, I believe it's a photon. I might have to go back and look at that. Uh, I believe it's a photon of light that's, or maybe it's an electron it could be an electron that is refracting in four directions. And the kind of the gradient pattern that the, the cameras picking up is just looks just like the Maltese cross. And I don't really think it's a coincidence. I think the, the symbols have been around for such a long time for a very good reason. Anyway, Today, I I wasn't really planning on talking about the Maltese cross, um, but more about the continuation of what I've started a few weeks ago, kind of the beginning of this year, covering some of the basic common sacred geometric forms. And in past podcasts, I've covered many things, including what relate to today's topic is the flower of life, the seed of life, the egg of life, um, the the fruit of life, which shows up in Metatron's cube. Um, and let's see, what else was there related to that? Seed of life, egg of life, flower of life, fruit of life. Before you have the fruit of life, you have the tree of life, right? So today's topic is about the tree of life. Now, it's interesting because the tree of life is, you know, um, potentially related to the proportions of its symbol. But it really is a symbol that comes from the Kabbalistic tradition. And I, my understanding of Kabbalah, the or, or origins of the meaning do have to do with tradition, but for wisdom. Um, I know there's many different interpretations, and I have never studied the Kabbalah in depth, uh, but I've been learning bits about it through one of my teachers, that one of my Toltec teachers, and I'm gaining more wisdom through just the synchronicities that come up. The more you go down a rabbit hole, the more um little branches of information you can explore. And they really come to me, so I'm just picking up more bits and pieces. Um, the Kabbalistic tradition from um, ancient Hebrew texts is a whole system in itself uh, that explains so much in this life and has influenced cultures and religions for, you know, many millennia. And uh, what I find interesting about the Tree of Life in its relation to sacred geometry is that uh, the Kabbalists have taken the ten um, fundamental, um, well, they kind of call them like their nodes. They're like connection points that they arrange and overlay onto the Flower of Life or it can overlay onto the Flower of Life. I don't even know if it originally was overlaid onto the Flower of Life. But these nodes of connection show relationships. And that's the most important part. And so much of sacred geometry the math, the visual math that sacred geometry is, is all about ratio and proportion and connection, right? And relationship. And so the tree of life has all of these different connections and relationships. And really, it's meant to be a map for spiritual growth and development and self-mastery, spiritual attainment and enlightenment. And enlightenment could be at many different levels of, of, um, growth and expansion. So the tree of life kind of organizes that, um, and people can embrace it and, and either deliberately follow, um, you know like each step on a prescribed path that might be one that is based on a collection of three triangles starting at the base and then going up to the next three triangles and then the the top ones and then um the very base is called Malkuth which is like this physical realm and this is the all the material realm and it's where we've you know, come into this life, most of us forgetting who and what we are and feeling very disconnected from a uh, source or creator. But then climbing um, the tree of life uh, essentially allows you to attain full understanding and wisdom of all that we are. So there's an emphasis in the tree of life on balance, uh, balance of the masculine and feminine, um, like the, the you know, like different sides of the body, but different aspects of virtues, let's say, um, or attributes that we want to develop. And there's also a central column. And just like our bodies, we have like this central column, right? where we have our chakras or our energy centers or whatever you want to call them, uh, where energy flows. And it's, it's something that is subtle energy that is becoming m- more easily measurable with our modern technology. And uh, coming back around to the, to the tree of life and the geometry of it, um, because it's been arranged with, you know, a bottom one uh, that's Malkuth, it's like that's the roots, so that's the grounding into this 3D realm of existence, and then the relationship of the bottom three um, nodes create a triad, and then that can also be created down to the first one, the root, Malkuth, and that can look like a tetrahedron, right, because you have four points then. Um, So you could see it, you know, when you look at it two-dimensionally, you can start to imagine it potentially three-dimensionally, and it kind of goes up the tree that way with these different geometries. Toward the top, you can see the potential for an octahedron. Um, The cool thing is, is that uh, if you want to see some awesome visuals and explanation of this, I encourage you to watch a movie called Black Hole by Nassim Harameen. And the movie Black Hole is not spelt like a regular black hole that science has been studying, but black hole with a W in front of the hole, like the whole circle, the whole thing, right? So um he's got some amazing graphics in there. When I say amazing. They, especially for the time that the movie was made, they're just very clear and easy to follow. He kind of tells a story of his own discovery with the Kabbalah and tree of life form and the ge, how the geometry, if you look at the way the Kabbalah has arranged it, then the geometries connect together in such a way that it creates what he refers to as the 64-tetrahedral grid, which is all tetrahedrons, 64 of them, arranged in a certain way that if you were to place spheres around them so that um spheres were touching all of the vertices, you would have 64 spheres that if you, um are you know oriented in such a way that you know you could shine a light and cast a shadow through these spheres you would see a two-dimensional flower of life it's fascinating you know all these connections it's just mind mind blowing to me sometimes and then there's like well what do you do with that then what what does that mean you know what's the significance and I can't tell you. It's for you to explore. When you start to to ask the questions that are calling you, it's because your soul's journey is leading you there. And um, I think that it's interesting, you know, he notes this in the movie, but it's interesting that um, different cultures and systems use 64, um, often like the I Ching, for example, there are um, different codes, essentially, and there's 64 of them. Um, you can look it up. I'm not going to try and describe it. Um, I'm. It's something I've also looked at just on the periphery and been intrigued and fascinated with. And I'm finding more and more how they're, it's just so connected to all kinds of other ancient wisdom. It really provides more evidence to me that at some point in our ancient, ancient history, um, a lot of knowledge and truth was shared, and um, then I think dispersed through, excuse me, I think dispersed through the world. And it, it gets communicated in different ways now, but all with these common threads that show up um, through through spiritual texts and practices and mystery schools and writings and channelings and this and that, and discovery. In any case, back around to the tree of life. Um, the If you looked at the geometry of it, when you get to the higher levels, Um, there's a place where they call it the abyss and that would be where towards the top, you'd have like three nodes and the three nodes below that, um, look like they're kind of separated. And I think that a lot of people, um, will work on their lower three. And spent a lot of time there. And it's it's fewer people that got to the very top. Um, so there's certainly no race to get there. And I believe that if you skip steps. And if you don't fully understand and, and balance the aspects of the tree of life. That... Um, you know, you, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It kind of falls falls apart like a missing piece in a Jenga puzzle. <laughs> it it can just you know collapse um, if you don't really embrace and embody the wisdom. And not that you have to know specifically what each of these is called and what they mean in a in the Hebrew explanation you might discover them on some other path and assign your own words and language to it. Uh Yet, I believe there's a common path that we all take. And so, for example, I'm just pulling this out of the air. It's not necessarily in the Tree of Life. But you might want to balance... um A a craving for something, a desire for beauty with um, a temperance towards not becoming addicted to something pleasurable, if that makes sense. So again, that is not directly from the tree of life, but an example of where you might need to find balance in life. Oh, and it just occurred to me too. That the, the tree of life, the Kabbalah also has all these connections, um, to the major arcana in the tarot deck. And the tarot deck is 64 cards. So that's another example of the 64, um, showing up in a system of, of wisdom. I just was reminded of, how the the trees are such a representation of us, a mirroring of us in a way they're our counterpart I mean they have a central column too, right, like we do, and our feet similar to the roots on the ground, although there's another analogy if you were to um take a tree and kind of like invert it so its roots were on the inside and its branches were on the inside and you just kind of like wrapped it all in like into the center of a donut Um, it would be similar to the neurons in our brain the tree branches you know reaching out and you know connecting to the light and everything would be like the neurons in our brain and the roots coming up inside of us would be like the um our digestive tract and the you know the large intestines and the small intestines and little villi that absorb nutrients and then the lining of the of the small intestines where we absorb our nutrients where we break down more of our food and make it bioavailable for the body and then there's the relationship that we have with the trees where You know, where where we exhale CO2, the trees inhale the CO2 and breathe it in. And then they exhale the oxygen that we inhale. And they also uh, mirror like our energy field, the torus around our body in the way that their branches can reach up to the heavens and then branch down or kind of reach down towards the ground while their roots are spreading down and out. And they create, um, you know, this reflection of our energy field, which around us is, is the subtle energy that um, some people can see with their eyes and others are still developing that abil- ability. So it's just really fascinating, the tree of life in itself is fascinating to me and that we have our um you know tree relatives reflecting and reminding us of who and what we are so I highly encourage you to go hug a tree and ask the tree what it knows that it can teach you and I would love to see you on the other side of the abyss (laughs) so I will see you there and I will also have a fascinating guest episode this Thursday on the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast and my guest is Seth Adam Hargett. He is the founder, inventor, creator of the Omnicore and if you don't know what it is, He will explain it. I will also have it up on YouTube in addition to the podcast platforms because he's got some great visuals and I know he's going to want to share with you all. Um, So tune in. He goes deep into energy with his work, subtle energy and our connection to Creator source it's really powerful work that he's been doing and i've been fascinated with it and i've uh, known him for a bit and have been around his devices and i really feel a lot of energy so i think you'll enjoy this upcoming special guest podcast for the the full moon that's coming up in the meantime be well and Infinite Blissings of an Abundant Nature.
0: This podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com. Find opportunities to learn directly with Elizabeth by going to Sacred Geometry Portal on Patreon. Infinite Fractal Blissings, and thank you for listening.